Hi, everyone, and welcome to the COVID-19 Vaccine Show. I'm excited to welcome the program Dr. Mark Hayden. Dr. Mark, what's going on? How are you? And this vaccine, what's happening? Talking about new variants, the Lombada. I know it's not Lombada, whatever it is. Is the next variant out? Are we ever going to see the end of this, or is this the way we're going? Yeah, uh, coronavirus as a mutant is here, to, here's, is here to stay. It will not be stamped out. It will become progressively more better aerosolized. And um, as long as the death rate stays at about 17 days on the worst cases, and the death rate is related to processes due to, to, tradi to traditional autoimmune responses, the death rate will continue to fall, although people may have milder symptoms. People will have mild symptoms if they've already had prior exposure. Most of the US population has already had prior exposure. And you're seeing that because it's not showing up in the, uh, in the stool counts because it can't grow in the intestines because it's quickly suppressed. So it might grow just a little bit and then it gets knocked back down because your body recognizes it as a, a new form of the old form, a new version of the old form, and, and suppresses it quickly. Here's, so, a question. Yeah, yeah, right. sure. Here, here's a quick question right to start off the bat. They said that people that had the vaccine are going to have less symptoms and less hospitalization than the people that had COVID the first time, if they contracted it a second time. So if somebody with vaccine gets COVID-19, because which we, we know is true, that they are protected more than people that have already naturally gotten the virus. True or false? That's false. That's what it was going on in a room on Saturday or yeah, no, it's, it's, people do not know what they're talking about. Let me explain the reason why. Okay. And, 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 you know, Neil, you're a, you're not a virologist. No. I am a physician and somebody who's enjoyed physics. I enjoy physics, calculus, looking at, at technical problems. But let's just look at that technical problem. Immune learning comes from immune experience, doesn't it? Would you agree with that statement? Yes. Neil, can you learn the Spanish language if you were never exposed to it? No. The longer you're exposed to the Spanish language, are you a better learner? Yes. There you go. Now you're starting to see the logic of it. If you're exposed to COVID for a longer period of time, you have more chance for learning, don't you? Yes. So that when you get it growing in your intestines for a week or two weeks, you have an extremely long time to isolate and, and, and create the very best possible antibody immune response and recognize that virus. Yes. When, it's, when they take just a spike protein from it and shoot it in your body and it, and it, and it dissipates real quickly, you don't know much, do you, no, about that? Uh -oh. Look, 
I don't learn Spanish just because somebody runs through the room once a month yelling a few curse words in Spanish. No, Although I might learn some Spanish, okay? I could learn some Spanish in five minutes by having somebody come and cuss me out in Spanish. It would be meaningful to me. You know, I might have a memory of some Spanish and that might help me a little bit and give me a little bit of immune memory. And that little bit of immune memory might be enough to create a, a little bit of an immune defense, which is all I would need to prevent me from having a worse, worst case scenario. So if somebody, I don't know Spanish, but if somebody wants to come and cuss at me in Spanish and teach me half a, let's say six or 12 dozen words in Spanish, now that is very different than if I have somebody from Spain come live with me for a week right. in my house talking to me. I might know a lot more and I'd be much more fluent at Spanish, wouldn't I? Yes. And so what we're seeing is exactly what you common sense would tell you is that with prolonged exposure that happens with gut colonization, you get a much better, better understanding of and much better experience, much longer exposure, and you get a much more thorough immune learning because you had better exposure. Okay, now, does it, what does this play out in? Let me, ex, let me explain. When mRNA came out in the very first time last year, they cited cases where, in best case scenario, after the second shot, a week after the second shot, which was 30 days after exposure from the first shot, you would have some memory, correct? You, would yeah. have, you might have some decrease in symptoms. That's all they claimed. Now, right. the rest of this stuff is just TV hype. It's just a bunch of media people getting on because they're supported by the powers, the political powers that be. The reality is, is that if you get a vaccine, you have almost no improvement in immune learning for almost a month. And that's pretty solid. However, here's what you also know. Let's say you were a COVID virgin. And pardon me for using, but you get what I'm saying. You've never encountered COVID before. And you were locked in a room and you'd never had any experience. If you get exposed to COVID through your intestinal tract and, it, and you have a natural infection in your intestinal tract, you then become asymptomatic, unable to transmit within eight to 10 days. Yes. That means if somebody breathes in your face in eight to 10 days, guess what? You're not going to turn positive. No, you can't turn positive. One of the things I did personally, and you know, let's talk about personal experience. Talk to some of these experts. Say, okay, okay, uh, Mr. Genius over there, let's put some live COVID virus on your mouth and, and see how, whether, how long it takes you to turn positive or negative. They're not going to probably do that. Now, when I did it, one of the things I found because I had already had a prior colonization, I can't keep COVID on my mouth because my saliva washes it out and I have a lot of antibodies to it. Gut exposure is the most rapid way to create an immune defense. It is the most rapid way to become non-transmissible. Now you hear these arguments, Neil, I want you to get a vaccine. That should never right. be said. What you should say is, 
I want you to be non-transmissible. And I'm going to leave it up to you to decide how you become non-transmissible. I'm going to tell you, Neil, that if we were to meet in person, and let's say I didn't, I don't want you to transmit something to me without my permission. I mean, that's reasonable. Don't you agree? Yes. But if you want to be non-transmissible, you should be able to decide how you achieve that non-transmissible state. Exactly. And the best way to achieve that is through oral exposure. Uh, so why is it coming out this way? And this is what doctors, these were virologists, and we, we definitely like to have them on the program. I, I was on Clubhouse. It's like I'm becoming the clubhouse expert for vaccines now as people are modding me, which is funny as heck because I'm not a doctor. Uh, but I learned so much from you and I pay attention to what you've taught and Dr. Uh, Dr. Caxton and also learned a lot from um, Dr. Christopher Hall about what's happening with this with COVID, you know, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, different things. It's just very concerning to me that we don't know this experimental drug. The concern I have with the vaccine is we don't know the side effects later on. And if you keep having a booster, this mRNA could be dangerous to people. Oral inoculation is going to end it. Now, so basically they're going to talk about less hospitalizations. They're saying the spread decreases with the vaccine, true or false, the, with, with the mRNA. I would say false. The amount of viral load in the mouths of these people that were tested by the CDC was as high, the titers were as high as the unvaccinated. That means that if the viral load is real high in your mouth, it's high in your mouth because you're exhaling it from your chest. So those people that were vaccinated were as exhaling as much or more than the people who were not vaccinated. I don't think it enhanced. I do not believe that a vaccine actually enhanced the production of the virus in your lungs. I just don't think initially because you got a vaccine does not produce a mucosal immunity. Right. All it does is reduce the worst case scenario. That's all it does. So and really you could do that. If I wanted to reduce my worst case scenario and have the lowest uh, side effects, hey, somebody who's positive, please spit on my hamburger. But then I look like a total nut, don't I? Hey, but you follow me or, but, or here, share a piece of bread with me. It's, it's not as gross as asking somebody to spit on your hamburger or share, share a popsicle. One of the terrible things about COVID has been that it's separated families. A lot of family members have to wind up leaving each other because guess what? They're afraid of getting the virus. And a lot of family members will send their other family members away. That means they're sick, they're facing death, and they're alone. And certainly people in nursing homes, if somebody had done that to my grandmother and not let me see my grandmother, uh, that, that would not have been, that wouldn't have gone over well with me. Okay. So, so has the, what about the death rate now? Okay, yeah, let's, let's look. You know, one of the things I do, I'm pretty confident in what I, what I know. So, you know, a lot of people would try to check these numbers every day. Let's just check Missouri. Remember about five, four or five weeks ago, a month ago, I said the death rate in Missouri is crashing, even yeah. though the, COVID, the, the Delta variant, probably half the people have already been exposed to three-fourths or, or seven-fifths. Okay, let, let, let's, let's just check it and see, okay? Let's see. Let's see who's right, who's wrong. 
Coronavirus updates. Huh. I think I'm pretty confident I'm going to be right again. Let's see. Worldwide, there's a, you know, it's not going away. Look at that, that worldwide graph. Yeah. It's not going away. No. Uh, but if we look at, let's go to USA. And then let's go to um, Missouri. Missouri. All right, come on, Missouri. There we are. Come on. Let's look at that death rate. I bet it's down through the floor. Look, total cases in Missouri, a little bit of uptick there on total cases, but I told you. Hey, look at the daily new cases. Yeehaw. I mean, actually, I'm somebody will probably report me for saying yeehaw when the daily cases. I said daily new cases would go up, right? And that could be propaganda, too. No, no. Actually, the daily new cases, they're absolutely through the ceiling. Okay. Here's what I want to tell you about in Missouri. Most of these people are asymptomatic. And hey, the actual numbers of these people that are actually cases are sky high. These people ain't paying money out of their pocket to go get tested. I'm saying the daily new cases ain't 3,200 in Missouri or 4,400. I'm saying the real daily new cases, if you could test everybody in the state every day, day after day, would probably be like 50,000. Wow. It'd be enormous. But now let's look at this death rate. Look at that death rate, man. I told you to drop out. Now, what did I tell I you about? Right. There it is. Look, what are these uh, of those five deaths, are they all people unvaccinated? No. Let me tell you what those five deaths are, are largely part to. So much of the population now is carrying COVID that you may be sick and dying from other things and there's a certain percentage of the population is going to be positive. There's so much widespread exposure to that particular virus that let's say somebody shot me or stabbed me with a knife, or let's say I had another Klebsiella can we, pneumonia. Can we look at the U.S. death rate, Mark, and not just Missouri? Okay, all right. Let, let's, let's go to go to that. But we can see that the death rate in Missouri- The cases just, are definitely up. We aren't going to lie that they're, they're sky high and we're getting back to another pandemic if we're looking just the cases. But let's okay. look at deaths. Let's look at deaths. I think that's important to look okay, at. Let's, let's, okay, if you want to look at the entire U.S. deaths. Yes. Okay. I want to see. All right, U.S. Here. totals. I've got to go to the other day. Can we get a graph for the U.S.? Yes. Okay, here we go. Do they, are they only go by state? All right, there's a graph. Okay. Look, the cases are spiking up. I told yes. you the cases would spike up. We predicted. I'm that. saying there's not 200,000 cases in the U.S. per day. Fauci's coming up that, all the time is the biggest problem that's making everyone scared and nervous. No, I am telling you, I'm telling you that the real number of cases in the U.S. is probably if you were forcing everybody once a day to take a COVID test. you know, antigen test, I would say that there's probably um, a million, two million cases a day in the U.S. 
because it's growing all over the place. This is an extremely well aerosolized. Now, why are these people not dropping like stinking flies? Well, let's see the death rate. The death okay, rate is nothing. They're going to say it's because of the vaccine, Dr. Hayden. You see, I told you all the way back in December. I said they would give the vaccine at a time in which they could claim credit for when the natural immunity is developing. And they did. So they waited. They had a very lukewarm half at, well, uh, half fast is, is not a scientific word, is it? That is a uh, moderate, minimally effective. How's that? A minimally effective vaccine that was, even though it was minimally effective, would prevent worst case scenarios, which was death, which occasionally happened. So you would say it was very effective at, at preventing death in, in great elderly people. Uh, but the side effects were unknown. And people that were young, the side effects way didn't out, outweigh the, the benefits. Mm -hmm. and, and if you look, um, look, there's no huge spike here. The actual number of exposures here, and that has to go back to what is going on in, in the, uh, you have to refocus yourself. What is going on in, in the sewer systems? And I had a, um, we'll hit this one point before we close today. Okay. Let me go to my scent mail. Got so much junk mail, so much time. Let's go and look at, um, I'm going to, if it weren't for, um, okay. all right, hold on. Okay. Here we go. Let's go to this Art Gyrus story. There we go. This is the website you want to go to. The sewer shed How, surveillance product. Yes, the sewer shed product. Now, bear in mind, one of two things is going to happen. We've had the most aerosolized transmissible variant in history outside of measles be transmitted. Now what we want to know is what is the uh, result? Here it is. It's filling in. Thank God. And what we see is no change. Right. We see a decreasing green triangles. It's peaked out in Missouri. Even though Missouri deaths are down very low, guess what? It's not picking up. It's spread to almost every place it's going to spread in the state of Missouri. And they only do this for Missouri. They've not done this for the whole country, the sewer shed surveillance. No, and in fact... You know, if you want to do something and sound neutral, you know, they try to say everybody who's not drinking their Kool-Aid is a nut. Ask and say why your local health department 
is not following and submitting your sewer samples. Because sewer samples don't need people to volunteer and take a daily test. They're going to poop and they're going to flush their toilet. And if it's going in their intestines, you're going to, you can find out about it. It is a much better way. All right, look at here on variant, variant testing. Let me see if I can get the variant load up here because I've been waiting for that variant load to decrease. The variant load last time was, was flattened out after a very small peak. And you could tell that the COVID load in the stool had reached a peak in Missouri all the way back months ago. Mm. Months ago is when most of the people were getting their, their exposure, their first exposures to COVID. The repeat exposures, it can't grow much at all, so you don't get much of a harvest. So according to the, the, the data from the sewer shed product, from the sewer shed product in Missouri, it was months ago that most of the people were actually exposed, not acutely. Right. So then we have to ask ourselves, why this hellacious push to push everybody who hasn't had a vaccine into getting one? We know. And you know, part of that is you're looking at a cycle now where people that once they're vaccinated, they can't, they're on that bandwagon. They're like sucked in. Right. The, the government would like nothing to do but claim credit for saving your life. Right. That's not true. They did not save your life. No. The government, you know, isn't that what we, is that what they told the American Indians? Hey, we're going to save you. It doesn't work that way. They told the people in Afghanistan they would save them. They told the people in Iraq they were bringing them freedom. So our, so we talked about shutdown. We see what Fauci's pushing. The kids, the, there's tons of questions to answer in this. Our program is running out of time for today. People, if you really want, just go ahead and DM me on my Instagram official Neil Haley, and I'll start bringing these questions out to Dr. Mark Hayden. We know our audience is changing even further for this podcast, especially what I was able to get out to this week uh, about the COVID-19 vaccine show on in Clubhouse. People are very concerned about this, that there's gonna be another lockdown. And there could potentially be unless or mandatory vaccinations for everyone. So this show will give you, there's another option, an oral vaccine, and we have more news to come, Mark. And how do you always close out the show? You know, I, I close out the show saying, if anybody would like to contact you, we'd love to interview you on the show. We like to look at people's feelings about COVID. Yes. People have died, but people, millions of people have lived in fear and they've been separated by family members during a crisis. That's very unhealthy. We need to be able to be with the sick. We don't need to abandon the sick members of our family for fear that we are going to die. We need to be able to stay with our family members and take care of them when they're sick because we love them and because they did things for us. We, that's, and you can't do that with, hey, my wife is sick today. We're not vaccinated. I need to run 
and go get a vaccine and a month from now I can take care of my wife. That doesn't work either. Learning to do oral vaccine is an essential part of treating sick people. You know, I am the only doctor I've ever met that doesn't wear a mask around COVID patients and doesn't have to fear death. There's something wrong with that. Right. Um, my days, I believe my days are numbered. But it doesn't mean that I can't get COVID. And every time I took COVID, especially in the first few times until I knew and was confident in what I was doing, I knew I risked getting sick. But the risks were worth the benefits for what I learned. But my day to die is my day to die. You as a viewer, whether you're a virologist or, a or an ordinary person, your ancestors, many of them died and their deaths were associated with infections. A hundred years ago, 200 years ago, they knew nothing about infections or how to prevent them. And it may just seem random. Generates here because God planned him to be. Is a gift. Learn wonderful immune system that God gave you. You're healthy. If you're alive and healthy, then thank God for it. You take care and have a great day. And I'll see you later. All right, guys. That was the COVID-19 vaccine show, guys. Take care.